0: Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Ryan Fitzpatrick is acting like he got screwed by the Dolphins. He's still talking about them. Ryan move on it's business The Dolphins did nothing wrong ken levick alive featuring kokel ending your work week here on espn 1063 don't forget on your smart speaker as well want to tell you about florida cash home buyers looking to sell your home the easy way well florida cash home buyers florida cash home buyers will buy your home in any condition or situation for cash selling your home to florida cash home buyers it's fast and easy, Kokeal. No need to have a bunch of strangers walking through your home. That, to me, was the most annoying part of selling my previous house. Is that there was always strangers in the house, especially now during a pandemic. Probably want to stay away from that. Florida cash home buyers buy properties as is, so they don't need to make any repairs or clean. Uh, you're you're able to do this hands off, and Florida cash home buyers is saving you thousands of dollars on commissions and closing costs because, well. No realtors involved. Florida Cash Homebuyers can pay a cash advance before the closing. They've been in business since 2011. They've helped hundreds of homeowners sell their homes quickly and easily. Florida Cash Homebuyers, A-plus rated with a better business bureau. A lot of happy customers. Over 100 great online reviews. Florida Cash Homebuyers buys inherited houses, damaged houses, houses with liens and violations, bad tenants. They'll buy nice houses as well. They don't discriminate. They want to buy your home and make it easy for you so you can be on your way. Florida Cash Home Buyers, they don't need to visit your home. They can make an offer over the phone. They couldn't make it any more easier, folks. Florida Cash Home Buyers call them at 561-570-7070. That's 561-570-7070. Florida Cash Home Buyers. All right, Coquel. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I know that. The NFL media loves him. I know that he's easy to like for fans. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but we're starting to get into jilted girlfriend territory here with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins. And I got to be honest, it's a bit unbecoming. Ryan Fitzpatrick did not get screwed over by the Dolphins. And and even
1: if he did, Ken, sorry to cut you off, but come on, man. I get it being upset last year, but he's got teammates this year that are listening to him probably saying, wait, are those your guys or are we your guys?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, Ryan Fitzpatrick's been in the league for an awful long time. And he's been with damn near every team in the NFL as well. Ryan Fitzpatrick knows how the NFL works. Ryan Fitzpatrick saw the writing on the wall, acknowledged he saw the writing on the wall when the Dolphins picked Tua Tungavailoa in the draft last year. So I want to read you this excerpt from The Athletic. This is a feature that Robert Mays wrote on Ryan Fitzpatrick, and uh, there are a lot of things to unpack out of this. So here we go. That shared history with the Dolphins' inexperienced core served as the backdrop for Miami's strange quarterback saga last season. Fitzpatrick was under no illusions when the Dolphins drafted Tua with the fifth pick in the 2020 draft. He understood that the rookie was the future of the franchise, but there was never any communication before the season began about if and when Tungavailoa would be inserted into the lineup. Coquel, let me ask you. Did there need to be any communication from the Dolphins coaching staff and Brian Flores to Ryan Fitzpatrick about when and if Tua would see time last year?
1: He's not a 10-year veteran with that team. He's a guy who came in as a filler and anywhere he's ever been, he's been a filler. The only team that locked him up to a big contract recently was the Jets, and he was awful the following year. So I don't know why all of a sudden he thought he was Dan Marino that deserved you know, an explanation
0: of when he's going to be benched. And we continue. On the Monday of Miami's bye week in late October, the veteran quarterback Fitzpatrick was riding high after two scorching performances by the Dolphins' offense. Head coach Brian Flores summoned him to his office. Flores told him that the team was making a quarterback change. Tonga Vailoa would spend the bye week getting ready and would start the team's next game against the Rams. Quote, I have a ton of respect for Flores, and we have a very good relationship, Fitzpatrick said, but I thought it was a joke at first. We're putting two in... I was floored End quote should Ryan Fitzpatrick have been floored. I understand disappointed because he had come off of a very strong performance uh, against the 49ers. They went on the road, they pounded San Francisco. The offense was humming, but then Brian Flores decides, Hey, I like the offense where it's at. I think to it can be plugged in and we can start in the next era. The next step of this dolphins franchise Should Ryan Fitzpatrick have been floored in that spot?
1: I disagreed with the move when it happened. I think the telling time we're going to be able to tell if if that was a good move is how Tua plays this year, which brings us back to yesterday's show of maybe that's why there's that added pressure on Tua because he has to improve from what he did last year because they took out a quarterback who was playing well. For Fitzpatrick, though, he's been in the league such a long time. I'm really surprised that he's having this. It's almost like he thinks, oh, I finally put it all together. That was my shot to win a Super Bowl. He was good. He wasn't that good.
0: No, he was not that good. And he had put together two pretty good games. Which is what he does. He always does that. He'll give you three good games, and then he'll throw nine picks in the next two. So then the athletic feature on Ryan Fitzpatrick continues. Chan Gailey, who had been hired as the team's offensive coordinator before the season, learned about the move only a few hours before his longtime quarterback. Quote, I was in total shock, Gailey said. We didn't even have a preseason. It was a totally new offense for Tua. We were just starting to hit our stride. We'd won two in a row and scored a bunch of points and moved the ball well. It came as a shock to me, end quote. I'm trying to decipher what bothers me about Chan Gailey being in shock? If it's that Brian Flores in him had such a disconnect that there wasn't enough communication for Chan Gailey not to see the signs that Flores wanted Tua to start seeing significant action, or if Chan Gailey was so out of tune with what was being observed at practice that he couldn't even... Uh, wrap his mind around the fact that Brian Flores was pleased with what he had seen from Tua in practice enough to start putting him in the game. But for me, Chan Gailey, who did nothing to help Tua last year, that sort of gives me an indication as to why, because it seems like a longtime offensive coordinator, if he's not fully cognizant of where the head coach's head is at, at all times, that's a gigantic problem.
1: Yeah, it's clearly... I ripped on you last year saying it was conspiracy theory of you thinking that Gailey wasn't calling the, you know, we fought on Twitter at real coach K for me on Twitter, by the way, in case anyone was wondering at real coach K, you can follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> at real coach K. Um, I used to rip on you saying your Chan Gailey conspiracy theory, but this sounds like there's a little bit of truth to it where he really didn't want him in there and didn't trust him and didn't think he deserved it and said, all right, well, if you're going to make this guy go in there, I'm not going to call my offense. I'm going to dumb it down and give him, where he's got to throw the ball only four yards per throw like he was last year with Flores. I'm wondering if Flores didn't know until the bye week because we always think the head coach is the end all be all because we grow up, we play Little League and then our careers end and we end up either being dopes like me and you on the microphone or the fine people that are listening in their cars. But yeah, well, in the business world of sports know that the head coach doesn't always make the decisions and it may have come from the top of Tua is our future. Two
0: is our franchise. Tua is who we can market. We want Tua. For- so, and want and, Tua. and deal with it. And I'm not saying that Chan Gailey purposely torpedoed Tua, but there was clearly different play calling for Tua. Anybody with a brain who watched that knew that there was different plays being called, a different offense for Tua than there was for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then finally, here's the quote from Fitzpatrick again quote That was my team. I fought through the bleep with those guys." I get the way that the NFL works. I get it. But to have it happen the way it did, end quote. No, you don't get how the NFL works, apparently, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You don't get it. Like I said a couple of minutes ago, the Dolphins did not screw Ryan Fitzpatrick. But he's going into jilted lover phase here because his initial reaction was unbecoming. He went public with his disappointment right after it happened last year, if you recall. And now here we are, nine months after it took place, and he's still talking about it, even though he is now the starter in Washington. He has failed to move on. He's under delusions of grandeur about what that Dolphins team actually was and what he actually was last year. Tua was brought in to take over the reins of that team. Ryan Fitzpatrick was never going to be a long-term option. And yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick played well uh, at times, but you're exactly right when you say that's been his M.O. in his career. String a couple of wins together, get into the discussion for a contract extension a la the Jets, a la the Bills, and uh, all of a sudden – Oh, look at Fitzpatrick. He's finally arrived. And then he devolves into the Ryan Fitzpatrick who throws interceptions all the time, makes bad decisions, and his team's middle out. That is what was eventually going to happen with the Dolphins. So if Brian Flores saw an up in practice to think that Tua was in a good enough spot to start getting reps, then if you really got the NFL and knew that that's how the league works, like Ryan Fitzpatrick says, well, Ryan, you would have reacted better you would have been uh, much more mature about the whole thing and wouldn't be because he has an outright setup at Coquel. I think it's pretty pretty clear he thinks that the Dolphins jobbed him here.
1: And they may have. But again, he doesn't have the resume to be worried about that. He's never been good when he's the established starter. Eventually, that becomes who you are. Wherever he went, he did good when he was the fill-in guy, the guy who came out of nowhere. Whenever he was the established starter, he was an average quarterback. And if you're an average quarterback in the future sitting on the bench, guess what? You're going to swap places, whether it's week four or week 14.
0: Did the Dolphins wrong Ryan Fitzpatrick? Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm, at ESPN West Palm. Uh, Finhead tweets, no, but I only say no because he knew what he was getting into when he signed with Miami. He knew they were targeting a quarterback in the draft. He lived that life previously as a vet mentor to a rookie. He knew the clock was ticking. Could argue against timing, but we knew it was coming. For sure. Absolutely. The timing may not have been to Ryan Fitzpatrick's liking, but the timing is what it was, and Ryan Fitzpatrick had more than enough time to prepare himself after Tua got drafted number five overall. Uh, Total perspective tweets. I like Fitzy. It was fun, but not even close. The Dolphins did not wrong Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Bob Kutarin, Coquel on Twitter, says Ryan Fitzpatrick has made more off of desperate NFL teams than any other quarterback he's fine with being the boyfriend on the side until the team is ready to marry up maybe that's what it is maybe after all these years Fitzpatrick was like oh I want to be marriage material and then the Dolphins said nope sorry you're still boyfriend material come here Tua you and your gorgeous clear skin uh you and your your great high ceiling come on come on and they push the hairy guy to the side maybe that's it he's just sick of being the bridesmaid but too bad that's how he's carved out the career that he's carved out because he's good at being the bridesmaid you need to realize what you are at some point
1: the party girl is fun but eventually you want the long-term
0: security of the nice sweet one yeah yes yes exactly like listen I know I'm limited in some areas in my career. Can I go out and do a shock jock show and make prank phone calls and be the man on the street? No, because I hate that stuff. Is it entertaining? Yes. Do I wish I could do that? For sure. Am I that guy? Absolutely not. And I need to understand that. Can I reach the heights of a Howard Stern uh, and and push the envelope? No, because I don't feel comfortable doing that. But can I do a pretty damn solid radio show, hang out with Coquel, be a, a, a pretty good play-by-play guy at the division one level. Yeah, that's my comfort zone. That's what has helped me plied this career for as long as I've done it. Ryan Fitzpatrick being occasional starter who's there to help mentor. That's why he has been able to enjoy the NFL career as long as he has. Did the Dolphins wrong? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Once again, the Twitter is open at ESPN West Palm. It's Ken Lavicca Live featuring Coquel here on ESPN 1063, the free ESPN app Friday edition. I am at home with my children because my wife decided to go out of town and daycare is closed. So I'm doing a show with the kids stomping around and yelling at one another. It's an abject disaster. Coquel is our COVID warrior who is Coquel. Uh you're feeling better today. You're you're are you feeling better for the first time since Monday when you started getting the symptoms at least?
1: Yeah, each day has been like a wave of good and bad. I can tell the vaccine's doing its job and battling, but today I feel pretty good. I feel good. I'm just annoyed that people aren't wearing masks. They're not vaccinated. My wife, can I give a shout out to her really quick? She's becoming an uh, American citizen today, and I don't get to be there because people decided Oh, want man.
0: Them. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that, but that's awesome for 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 your wife. That's big time. Congratulations. I had no idea, actually. That's great.
1: Although I worry a little bit now that she's becoming a citizen that uh, I may be in the garage for longer or maybe even out of the garage. I'm (laughs) not not needed anymore.
0: She's going to have a new sense of entitlement now, and uh, now she's able to apply her own pathway. Did she just marry you to get all the perks of, of the American benefit? Is Are we going to find that out soon, Coquel?
1: I don't know. We'll know. If I'm sleeping on your couch soon, you'll know, Kenny.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Coquel's about to get booted out of the house. He got That's a new ex- babysitter, girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle Coquel. Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, so when we return... Uh, I had to roll my eyes last night at the preseason game that the Patriots were involved in because some of the stuff being said about Mac Jones is just vomit worthy. (laughs) He's Kokel. I'm Ken Levicka. We're on ESPN 106.3.